Hey, Risto here at George Mason University. Uh, we're talking to Uwe Österli uh, today. He's an assistant professor at the Norwegian University of Science and Technology in Trondheim, uh, Norway. So here we go with a new episode of Playing with Research in Health and Physical Education. All right, so today uh, we're discussing the Norwegian curriculum and more so what it will become and what it was before a little bit. Um, we've highlighted other curricula before, like the Australian one with Laura Alfrey, um, and I've always been interested in how physical education works in other countries and different contexts. Uh, my plan was to have a lot more countries represented, but that has not come to fruition yet. Uh, so I'm really happy to get back on track. Uh, so let's start with a little bit of an introduction. Uh, Uwe, can you give us a bit a uh, brief background of you first so the listeners get kind of where you're coming from? Yeah, hi Risto and, and thank you so much for inviting me to to talk to you about this topic that that interests me a lot. I I've been working as a PE teacher for 12 about 12 years uh, after I finished my 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 studies. Uh, I worked in in Norwegian schools, uh, both in Norway and abroad, and I've been working uh, with the Norwegian curriculum and the, the Swedish curriculum in different contexts. Um, but not, but the last six years, I've been working uh, at the, the Institute of Teacher Education here at this university, and uh, I've been focusing my work on on lecturing in physical education in the in the programs for being a physical education teacher so that's what i've done the last six years um, great yeah um, so can you give us an understanding of what norwegian physical education curriculum is like now or just in kind of a general overview of what is pe like in that country uh, first of all we ha we have a national curriculum so we don't have divided this in regions that has some sort of autonomy on con well the, the autonomy is in content but the, all the aims uh, presented in the national curriculum is is the same wherever you go to school uh, and, and it's called physical education in, in some countries it's called health and physical education we just call it physical education but then um, I would say that the main aim of the subject is really like physical education in other countries uh, and in Sweden our neighbor country we find the curriculum to be really similar uh, and the main aim is, is is to try to 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 create and for the students to create an, an uphold a, a physical and, and healthy uh, life style throughout life mm. but we what I would say is more remarkable or more particular about the Norwegian curriculum is our uh, focus on outdoor life. Uh, here it's called friluftsliv. It's it's a word implemented in the English vocabulary as well, because it's not easy to translate, but it's what we call outdoor living or activities or outdoor. Um, and it can, it, it, it uh, involves a lot of different activity and, and we'll talk We'll talk more about that uh, in a while when we are talking about the more yeah. changes. So are there like minute requirements per day, per week, per month, per year that you have to have physical education in Norway? Yeah, the subject 
is mandatory from what we call year one in Norway. They start schooling when they are the, the year they they till six years, and that's year one. And uh, we have this until um, year thirteen, with well, that's the third and final year of upper secondary school. The third last years are not mandatory, but about ninety nine percent of the population finish these uh, years. But that we have like a ten year program that is mandatory, and in each year you have between 60 and uh, 120 minutes of physical education. Uh, there are a certain amount of uh, autonomy how schools and communities provide these uh, hours. But in the in the end, it's it's a, a number of, of hours during these 10 years that uh, needs to be fulfilled. Okay. And do you, there was an article that I read that I found somewhere randomly looking up this, is there a separate requirement for physical activity in in certain ages, or is that is physical education and physical activity kind of combined? Uh, it's a it's a what we call middle school from the year uh, four, the year five, six, and seven. They have extracurricular physical activity uh, on top of physical education. And what, it's, what uh, does that look like? Uh, that's that's uh, that's just assigned activity, and it's not combined with physical education, and it's not um, naturally held by physical education teachers as well. So it's more recreational time, uh, but it's uh, it's it's been a lot of discussions about these implementations of physical activities as well, because the government wants to to try to to reach goals of one hour of physical activity each day and one of these implementations is this physical activity program given to middle middle school students but that's on top of physical education uh, and it's i'm not sure how many uh, hours but it's like maybe a couple of hours uh, during a week to complement the physical education and then and in, go ahead. yeah and in and in secondary school there is a uh, the students are allowed to choose one subject or two subjects and one of these subjects as well is physical activity and health that also but they, they these two uh, additions are not really connected to physical education they don't have assessment as well okay so moving to this new and the reason kind of why we're talking today is to talk about where you're going with the curriculum and you've been involved in uh, changing this a little bit. So what what's the change that you're implementing in this new version of a physical education curriculum in Norway? Yeah, I was on the board a couple of years ago. We were uh asked to 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 contribute uh, making what they now call core competences in physical uh, in in subjects and and i was on the group um, trying to make these core competences in physical uh, education and we know by, by research that physical education today in norway as well as in other countries doesn't benefit all students uh, as much as we want to uh, in terms of motivation and in terms of uh, performance or their, uh, how they benefit from it. And we see that 
those benefiting uh, really well is especially boys compared to girls. Uh, we can see it on their final assessment when they finish uh, compulsory school that boys perform better than girls. And that's in Norway, that's the only subject. In all other subjects, girls uh, outscore boys uh, when it comes to final grades, final assessments. And we see that um, the children being active in activities outside school benefits more from the subject. And that's some signs of that the, the subject is too, it looks a bit too much like uh, sports activities you find outside school. So we, we, we call it sportified or sport-like. And this uh, has resulted in uh, a fair a fair group of students that doesn't benefit from the subject and they dislike the subject and they have low motivation for participation and we fear that that will uh, transform into a behavior not not intended by the by the subject so we want to somehow separate not completely but somehow separate this a bit more from uh, organized sports uh, and we did that by not using typical concepts from sports that was used in the present curriculum, like fair play, because it has been misunderstood and it has been interpreted in a lot of different ways. So it has a lot to do, for example, with, with social skills and cooperational skills, but then we will just use these words. So if we want the students to be better in cooperational skills, well, we'll call them cooperational skills when we talk to students about them and and avoid talking about a concept like fair play that's been brought into schools from from a sport context and what are the Another... sports that are really popular in norway and are often played in pe settings it's typical ball games like football mm -hmm. and basketball i think football is the well we know that ball games are like the number one activity in, in physical education, uh, along with the uh, fitness training, like strength training or endurance training. That's like the two big uh, bulks of activities you, you will find in any, in any physical education class. Uh, and one other change we did as well was using the word play on all levels. In the present curriculum, the word, this word, uh, Play is just used uh, the four, fourth year, the, the first four years, years, and we wanna we wanna promote a, a playful approach to activity on all levels, uh, and and we also enhance or give more importance to the concept of practicing, more than the the concept of achieving skills, uh, and that has to do also with motivation. We wanna motivate students to try to try to acquire skills or try to well improve in in whatever activity but but when it comes to also assessment so that's also something we we will talk about later yeah uh, and i think that also, one yeah, of those also, things that that reminds me of that is that um Mikhail Quinerstead just was talking on twitter about his last paper that talked about constantly becoming physically literate instead of 
being like achieving like you have arrived and i think that that is you know that focus in practicing um more than just hey, you have to achieve the skill, but you're constantly working on and you're encouraging those students to continue that process of becoming there and not necessarily having arrived. Is that kind of the same? Yeah, yeah. And, and we see that more in line with the, the main aim of the subject. If, if you want to acquire or if you want to uphold a, a healthy, active lifestyle throughout life, it's important to, to be and be and also be assessed by your ability to be autonomous or, or to be self-driven and to and to and to keep on practicing even if you don't even if you don't reach all the skills you are aiming for so it's it's a really useful skill to to enhance so uh, we we wanted to uh, to give that more importance in the new curriculum Okay. And one and one way is is incorporating that or, or giving more importance in assessing. Right. So what um what are the three core competencies uh, that you talked about? Can you explain those in the new curriculum? Yeah, I'll try to explain those. Uh, and this and these and these three core competences are the same. They are they are named the same from the first year to the last year. But of course, they have different uh, wordings and different meanings. But the first one is movement and, and bodily learning. And we put this uh, first. And that's because that's, that's initially the, the, the main thing about physical education is, is movement, being physical active. And your body is your main learning tool uh, that you will, you will learn with your body through your body or, or and in your body so that's that's one of the three core competences and the second one is participation and cooperation in in uh, movement activities um, we uphold physical education as a really important uh, what we call a building um, subject it has a lot to do with uh, acquiring or, or or being aware of other people and how they look, how they act and how we are acting together. Uh, and that's from the German terminology of, of Bildung. Yeah, it's I like... was going to say that we we had um, an invisible college presentation at AERA from a couple German scholars that presented that word. Um, yeah. So you, you adopted that concept into this new curriculum from the German uh, German pedagogy? Well, the concept of Bildung has been in the Norwegian curriculum for, for a long, long, long time. But we have given it uh, a bit more visibility in the new curriculum. Okay. But it's not a new, it's not a new concept in Norwegian school. It has been a big part of it uh, for many, many years. But we, we try to enhance also that uh, that physical education is a really good arena for developing these uh, participational skills and cooperational skills, and we and we know that today today's in today's society with all with uh, Instagram and all these social uh, platforms online, uh, young people struggle with accepting their own bodies and their own looks, and 
we know that physical education is an important place where uh, students can can learn about these contexts or these cultures uh, in a healthy way. Right. And not, so that's not what going I mean. to physical education class to lose weight or, you know, exercise more to look better on Instagram, but rather understanding that concept and understanding, you know, you know, media's influence on, you know, body image. And so, yeah, yeah I think so, that's a great approach. Yeah. So that's, that's is both a core competence. And I know that the last, uh, the aims that will operation, operationalize, operationalize all these uh, core competences, they have like maybe five or six aims that is, uh, and one of these aims is just about that, how, how to understand social media and how to understand yourself in this context and also about how to be more acceptive of how other people both look, how they act and what they can achieve in a context like physical education. Mm. Interesting. And that's part of this 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 uh, word of building. Right. So yes. your third core competency talks about outdoor activities and a word that I can't pronounce. Can you uh, fill us in on that? Yeah, it's it's uh, I, I, I couldn't find a really good translation. It's called in Norwegian, it's called Naturfartsel. It's about being in nature and not and moving through and in nature. So this is a really big part of Norwegian uh, culture. It's also a big part of our uh, um, Sami culture. So this is how we have incorporated it. It has it has been a core competence in physical education before, but we have now even made it more uh, prominent. We also included uh, that these these competences has to be practiced outside in different environments and at different times of year. That includes uh, how to be near water, on top of water. We have a lot of lakes in Norway and they freeze in winter. So we, it's about safety, how to orientate yourself, how to be able to rescue yourself, rescue other people, uh, learning to swim. In Norway, they students are supposed to be able to swim uh, in fourth grade when they are about 10 years old and throughout middle school they also need to practice these competences outside so we have outdoor swimming and outdoor uh, rescue training in water yeah and i think that you know the idea of and i and i think it's very similar in finland of you have a lot of lakes right so you have a lot of water so it it it's very smart for the education system to teach students how to survive in water and then to be able to be physically active in that kind of, you know, whatever the weather is. And I think yeah. that those are big differences that I've seen in the U.S. versus some of the Nordic countries. It's OK, it's raining. It doesn't mean that we just stop being physically active or it's snowing today. There's no, you know, canceling of school or anything like that it's and i know it's different throughout the u.s but i i like that idea that you are you know pushing that outdoor adventure and outdoor activities because that is the type of country and the environment that you're in um and i just for 
um, the listeners, the uh, Uwe talked about the Sami culture, which is uh, the local, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but the local indigenous peoples that, you know, live in northern Sweden, Norway, and parts of Finland. Is that, am I right on that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so what, how, we talked a little bit offline before we started recording on how do you assess in this uh, new curriculum. So can you, um, can you kind of pick up where we left off there? Yeah, assessment in physical education has been a big issue in Norway for a couple of decades when we had the last uh, curriculum change as well. And during, well, in the present uh, curriculum, the the government didn't give much, uh, they didn't help us a lot uh, in my thought because it, it just says in the in the in the context that okay you are supposed to assess according to the aims but there was a lot of aims it was about 50 aims so how how each professor or each teacher assessed students in physical education it made it uh, a big difference from one school to another school because everybody had to interpret how to assess and in this new curriculum we now have text or we have guidelines on how to assess uh, this um, in this subject uh, we have had an issue in Norway as in many other countries and it's still uh, ongoing that um, fitness tests or, or tests of physical abilities have been directly connected to the grading or the assessment of, uh, of the students and that is uh, wrong, both according to the laws in 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 the educational laws in Norway, and it's also wrong, in my opinion, according to the main aim uh, of physical education, because no none of the aims uh, are directly pointed to uh, reaching some kind of level of strength or endurance or anything. And for a lot of students, it's really demotivating to be assessed yeah. by your abilities more than your your competence. So we we have tried to 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 guide teachers uh, more directly by stating that, like I talked about earlier, that practicing is really important. Uh, if if you uh, if you show good will and good competence in practicing and health-related fitness knowledge is part of this, and your involvement in activities is a part of this, that will be a big part of the assessment and more than uh, your abilities when it comes to specific, uh, uh, when it comes to specific uh, things that you are able to do. Right, yeah. I mean, I think I think this all kind of come back, comes back to an, one of the, key concepts that I see is that, you know, practicing, becoming in, you know, physically literate or active and not focused on, and I think that, you know, you're, you're addressing with this new curriculum, a lot of things that, like you said, other countries deal with, other countries have issues with, of the fitness testing and motivation, enjoyment, 
how physical education may treat more skilled people or one specific gender differently. So it's uh, it's great to see from the outside of um, of this view of how different countries and different contexts are, you know, changing their changing their curriculum. And it seems to me pretty drastically, you know, you're making you're making big moves, you're staying true to who you are as a country and what opportunities you have to be physically active, but it does also seem that you're taking some big strides in, in changes. Yeah, especially our, what we can say, we are, we are trying to separate a bit from uh, the Olympic movement or sports that has traditionally have, have had a really big influence on physical education. And with no one, we don't say that sports are bad, and they are a huge and important part of physical education. But we feel that physical education needs to be and become physical education on our terms, uh, because we see how the subject today is benefiting one group uh, better than other groups. And, and that's not how it uh, should be. In yeah. fact, we are those benefiting less are those who are most in need of the subject. So we, we need to do some, some uh, changes. Well, we'll have you on here in three years. You can give us an update of how it all worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for your time. Um, that was great insight into the Norwegian physical education curriculum and the system in general. Uh, can you let people know where they can find more information on current work that you're doing or any social media that you have? Yeah, I'm on Twitter with uh, the name Oveost, Oveost, uh, and I have also a a professional webpage uh, on the webpage of my university. So if you just look up my my name on the ntnu nu dot uh, uh, webpage. Okay, and we'll link to that on the podcast notes. So anybody that. Um, looks down at the podcast notes can see all this information there and um, so thank you for your time I'll also note here uh, for those of you listening that are considered you know experts in your country's curriculum or you can have a conversation about it we'd love to have you on to kind of start sharing a little bit more we have the Australian one we have now uh, the Norwegian one and I'd like to kind of start uh, sharing a little bit more globally about what people are doing because there's some really, really good things going on. So um, that's all we have for you on this one. Uh, thanks, Uwe, for coming on. And thanks, everybody, for listening.